Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Promise, and you're listening to the Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, I just thank you for today, and just thank you for modeling us after you, and just making us inside of your image so we can glorify you. Well, I also just thank you for making us your temple so that we can't be, so that we won't be far from you, and that we're able to dwell with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are, and thank you for joining us as we continue our study on the Lord's house. We're going to continue discussing creation. And this morning, we're also going to discuss life in the garden. All right. Um, So with that, can I get a volunteer to read from Genesis 2? Verse 4 through the end of the chapter in verse 25. I will. All right, Layla. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man till to till the ground. I'm sorry. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bejalum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hedekel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to all the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. 
And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So, I want to explain a, a couple things before I open the floor up. And we're covering this because, and I say both creation and life in the garden. Because as you see here, it there's no separation. Right? Ver, chapter 2 verse 4 begins by saying, this is the history of the heavens and the earth. Right? Yes. But then... It immediately goes into, yes, some of the things that we've already covered in chapter one and up to this point, right? About all the exacting details that the Lord did in his creation. And it gives an overview. And then it also gives an overview of life in the garden. And it shows roles, right? Because Adam and woman clearly had a role, and that was to tend to keep, right? Yes. But then you, we can also see some of the, uh, I'll say, laws or commandments or ordinances given even later, right? During Moses and, and with the tent of meeting and to the children of Israel and to, to Israel at other various points in history with the temple and, and, of course, to Jesus and to us today, right? Yes. So... I just wanted to lead with that, and now I want to open up the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. Okay. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. All right. I mean, I love all the Word of God. Amen. And as we look at Genesis, this is where God taught me to understand his ways mm -hmm. sometimes when we look at the scriptures and we start um in the the new testament or we start and you know after acts we start in romans and and the word of god teaching the church how to operate and function in the newness of life that we have uh through salvation uh through jesus christ through our faith in him and the grace of god to allow us to enter in it's hard to look and see God beyond the moment of where we meet him and to understand that there are bigger, broader things that God is doing and that are happening around us. And God is very intent on his creation, knowing him intimately and deeply without, um, without shadows, without walls, without limitations. He wants us to know who he is. He wants us to understand his character. He wants us to understand his will and his desire for us, but his desire for all things, because in that is both a mystery, but it's also a blessing and liberation mm -hmm. towards us because it allows us to cooperate with him more freely. Amen. When we see or can we, when we consider or think that God is just the small that we understand, especially from a Christian perspective, he's just these things. It keeps us from 
really walking in the fullness of love that God has for us because our understanding is limited and we, we don't understand how these things work together and why it's valid. And it puts a, puts us in a box that we're not able to proceed in the fullness and the length and the depth and the breadth and the height of the love of God, which is the finish the calling that he created us to fulfill on the earth, but also then to be restored to the heavenly community, but bring as many other people with us as many other believers help them to find their place so that they are restored and get that well done, that good and faithful servant. So every time we see God, we see him operate from his character. Um, he is the same and he changes not. He's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. He's always a good God who only does good things. And he is a loving God and he's faithful and he's truth. Now, knowing that about our God, we should also understand that he is a wonderful teacher. He is the best educator and teacher that there will ever, ever, ever be. And no one compares to him or is like him in that. So he gave us templates to show us examples of what he is like, who Mm -hmm. he is, and what he wants us to know and understand that there is more than what we can see right in front of us. The temporary things that we see are not the eternal things, but they are just that and they're temporary. They are not the first things. They are not the everlasting things, but they are types and shadows. And um, as you pointed out, Dean, they are shadows that have, have become dim. First Corinthians chapter 13 says that we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, but then face to face. And we will be known. We will know just as we are also known. So we'll have more clarity. So as time has come, the examples that God has given us have become more dim in our perspective, just because of the world that sin entered in the, um, influence and the effect of the world around us and the limitations of humanity cloud the examples that God is showing us. However, when we draw near to him and we commune with the Holy Spirit, he freshens us and awakens his word to us, which is also why we have the written word of God and the Holy Spirit who is our aid, who causes the word to come alive to us. He reveals the secret things of God so that we are able to partake of them, that we're able to perceive the will of God and understand his ways and cooperate with him. That's a, that's so vital in the life of the believer. So the natural man, we, we know from our studies, um, in Corinthians and Romans, the natural man, the natural mind cannot perceive the things of God. It finds it to be foolishness and it wants to have nothing to do with it except for maybe to mock occasionally. But in, in Romans, when the Lord was talking about, he left his nature, everything in creation speaks of who God is and that we're without, that we are without excuse who deny God because everything speaks of him is being, we are witnessing that as we're looking through um, creation, but also as we're looking at the example of God giving the instructions for building the temple and then giving the instructions for governing the temple and how he's brought that back and Mm -hmm. repeated himself time after time because it's what he means. This is what he intends. And there is a greater purpose. Our life is but a vapor as we see it in the natural, the dirt tent that we wear, the physical body that we have is but a temporal place, a time that God has allowed and allotted for us as unique individuals, spiritual beings, 
and his creations to come forward and make our choice to declare either for God I'll live or I will refuse and decline God and I will depart from him. That's why we're in the earth, to choose, to make our choice. Amen. Now, while we're making our choice, God has given us unique tasks to carry out to fulfill a destiny because he's just mm-hmm. a good God. Why make a flower? What purpose does it serve? Okay, in the, the technical side, it produces... Um, it absorbs our carbon dioxide that we breathe and produces oxygen so that we're able to breathe in fresh oxygen every day. That's a technical purpose. But why does it need to be beautiful? Why does it need to do unique things like a sunflower? When it's, especially when it's young, it will follow the sun with its, with its head. As the sun comes up, it'll lean forward towards that and rise with the sun and carry over all the way until the sun goes down to get as much sun as it possibly can. Why does it need to do that? Because God is just that good. Mm -hmm. So we have a destiny and a purpose because God is good and he's faithful. And every day is an opportunity for us to make our choice and our declaration towards him. So back to looking at um, what we were looking at in Genesis chapter one and two, these last uh, couple of podcasts. God gave us his template this is what he expects and wants our life to be like with him the the garden is a representation of what we had in the heavenly community which you'll see in revelation the beginning of the book and the end of the book this is what god is trying to do in revelation we see the end where the heavenly community is restored and I purposely want you to go search out the scriptures I purposely Amen. want you to go search the revelation to see what I'm describing and what I'm talking about and compare it with the garden and compare it with what Jesus says, um, the glory that he had with God. He wanted to be restored to the glory that he had with God before the world was. Mm. And when the word describes Jesus as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, how can that be? Okay. I want you to understand this and I want you to seek it out because when you seek God out and you seek his word between you and him He will impart life to you and revelation that no one can take. No one can talk you out of it. No one can convince you and persuade you that otherwise is truth. So look at the end. Look at revelation. Look at when heaven comes back together with earth, the the new heaven and the new earth. And the new Jerusalem comes and takes its place on the earth. And the sun and and the moon are done away with and actually just references the sun because there's no need of light because Jesus is the light. Look at that and compare it with what we see here in um, Genesis and creation. He said, let there be light, right? And, and the comparison. Yes. Now, when he formed man and woman and placed them in the garden, which Adam means man in Hebrew and Isha means woman. When he formed them, there was nothing between them, just God and them. And they were in his glory. That is the pattern that God has for us today. He wants there to be nothing in between us that stop us from sensing and experiencing his presence, his glory, his fullness. Now, we do have sin nature now once they partook of the, the fruit, which God knew they were going to do. They had to have an opportunity to make a choice. Otherwise, there is no choice. When they partook of it and entered into sin, now... 
the dimness starts to fall on their eyes. Now they start the process of dying. They spiritually died in that moment that they disobeyed and rebelled against God. But the process of death and how they experienced God began to happen, and it happened over time. So remember that the spiritual happens and then the natural. But the natural is a process. The natural, we are in time, Mm -hmm. and eternity is absent of time. It just is. So over time they began to forget God. Over time, they began to forget their position and their place with him. How does God mean for us to hear his voice? How does he mean for us to interact with him? And you can look through the generations and see that. Um, There are specific scriptures that reference, then man began, began to call on the name of the Lord. They began to look for him because they had forgotten the fullness of what it meant to be near him and next to him, to smell his breath. You know, if he has a smell to his breath, it smells like God, good, love to hear his voice, to hear the sound of his footsteps in the morning when you're waking up and in the evening, to to know that closeness, that began to grow dim in their eyesight. So now they're looking, and then God gives us the pattern for the temple to remind us, to refresh us, to keep us in tune to our heavenly position, which is our eternal place, so that we'll remember it, and we will come back and draw near to him. That is what the signs are for. Even when you look at the stars and things of that nature and they're declaring the glory of God, it's so that we will remember him and cry out to him and long for our place and our abode with him. The temple was not about rules and regulations, God pointing at us and going, Mm. you're not doing it right. You're not good enough. It was to go, you belong somewhere higher. You come from something greater, which is him. Seek and cry out and come back to your place and be looking for this because it's coming. That's the, the, the city that Abraham was looking for. Uh, You can find that reference in Hebrews, that he was looking for a city whose builder and whose maker was God. He's looking for his heavenly connection, so he sojourned in the earth, versus trying to take up a place and make this be his kingdom and his eternal place to look and see that there's more to us than what the, the world and experience in the world and the enemy would have you believe. There's more to us. Um... Also, what reminded me of this, there are several things in here, several templates that we see in Genesis. We see that God made us in his image and his likeness, and he made us speaking spirits. He made us creative beings. Um, I believe it's Hebrews as well. It tells us that the world, the world was framed. We understand this. The world was framed by the word of God. He said, and then he saw. And even in our life, we are to hold fast our confession of faith. We hear what God wants for us, and we know it by revelation of the Holy Spirit. We understand him. And then we take our words, and we align them with his words, and we speak them forward. And then it's established. So God said, and then he saw. And then he also, there's, um, especially in chapter one, it says that he called it this. He gave it a name. And you see him pass that torch to Adam in the garden to man and say, no, you call it. You give it its name. You give it a purpose. When God called it, he gave it um, the name of something gives it the power. So just so we understand, in addition to tending and keeping, we see here the Lord has a special plan, purpose, and role or calling for each of us. And in this case, in Adam's, it wasn't just to tend and to keep. His special purpose that the Lord had called and chosen him for and to do 
was to name every living thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we just read it. We don't see that God came behind him and said, nope, that's inaccurate. You need to change that, that one and call it this. He mm-hmm. called, he chose him to name it, to call it. Whatever he called it, that's what its name was. Right? Does everybody understand that? So we see both, that there is a, both for Adam and woman, it was because she was created as a helpmate, right? Comparable to him, which means she also had the same role, tending and keeping, and to assist in the work of that. But he had a very unique and special role. And as do each of us today, right? Yes. Okay. Each of us today has a, there's a call, calling, a plan, a purpose that the Lord has already chosen you for. But we have to enter into it or align ourselves and engage in that plan. Amen. And you see the, we have that role because we are made in his image and his likeness to call um, to call things forth. But in this way, uh, Romans chapter four, verse 17 says, as it is written, this is referencing Abraham. I have called, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that, which do not exist as though they did. And I'll just keep reading for context who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. So in this process, God changed Abram's name to Abraham and called him the father of many nations. And Abraham took God's example, his pattern and called himself Abraham as well. So that he could now produce, he had the power and ability to produce what God said he could produce. So there are multiple layers within that. But as we're looking at our particular lives, because yes, God gave us the strength to do. He gave us the ability. He gave us the the pattern in our lives. We still have to take up the mantle and go, okay, God, I agree with you. I will call my life what you called my life as well. So then now I can carry it out and I will go and do the things that you've asked me to do. We see that in our Messiah. Um, this is a note that I wrote down from our, our previous uh, podcast last week. And it says, Jesus had to come to the revelation of who he was in his natural life. So as he was growing up, the, the Bible talks about Jesus growing in strength and growing in favor and that he had to learn obedience. And he learned it through his suffering. He had to, he had to learn and understand things as he went through life it wasn't though he came to the earth and just said ha ha i'm god and you know he's a baby going spreading his hand over his his milk going wine you know he wasn't doing that (laughs) he had to learn who he was Mm -hmm. and he also had to exercise his faith to believe god when the bible talks about he in the 
in the gospels when he went into the synagogue and he was teaching and he turned to Isaiah and read where it was written about him, who he was and his destiny. He had to make that declaration. When he was 12 years old, he was found in the temple searching the scriptures and conversing and teaching the, the men that were in the temple and they were marveling, like, where did he get this from? But he had to start and then he had to walk and then he had to believe and he had to finish what God asked him to do, but he had to come to that understanding. And then he had to believe God that yes, okay, I am your son. He didn't go, Oh, I'm crazy. And you know, he didn't do any of that, but he had to take God at his word, just like we do, because he is our high priest who was tempted in all points that we were, that we are as a human, yet he was found without sin. And then it says, um, my note says that he sanctified himself because he believed God. You think about that for a moment. Jesus said, I see what you're saying, Father. I'm your son. I, I have this destiny of, uh, ahead of me. I have this life that you want me to walk. And then he had to sanctify himself, set himself apart as holy. God had already said you're holy. And he had to go, yes, sir, I'm holy. And then set himself apart because he believed God. Just like Abraham his father called him Abram, but God said, your name is Abraham. Abraham had to go, okay, I'm setting myself apart to this journey and this mystery that you've called me to, because you said it, God. And then he walked it out. So likewise, as we're looking at patterns and examples, remembering that the temple of God and the house of God are one and the same, the, the temple referencing our heavenly home, but also referencing who we are in this earth, God had to be, and Jesus in the earth had to be fully spiritual and understand his place. And then he also had to be fully natural in the place of walking in the earth and carrying out business in his natural flesh, blood, and bone body because his natural body was needed to carry out the work that God assigned him spiritually. Does that make sense? The, the original yes. text, I always remember this one. I'm going to have to look it up. Vero homos e vero deus. Fully man and fully God. Mm -hmm. Amen. So... Even though as God, he understood all these things and knew them to be true, as a man, he had to accept them and receive them as well. That's and he right. had to live in that, if you want to call it that duality, which is something we cannot comprehend, nor are we supposed to comprehend. We're and supposed it, to receive it by faith. Right. And it's not a contradiction. he was fully man. Right. And it's yes. not a contradiction. That's right. Amen. And fully God. And so right. likewise, we have to understand, and that's what the temple is referencing, understand your, your God connection. That we in are his. his image. That's right. And <laughs> the the purification of that was returned and regained when Christ completed his task on the cross and was buried and went to what naturally was put in a tomb. His dirt body was put in a tomb, but his spirit went to hell to take captivity captive, take the keys of hell and of death. Right. And then when the father raised him up, he rose up with all power and authority in his hands. But he had to do the natural part that went with the spiritual. He had to believe the spiritual, do the natural, and then be returned to the spiritual. That's our pattern. We came from the spirit, so we have to believe the spiritual, and we have to do it in the natural. Then we, be, we'll be, we will be returned to our spiritual place. So God keeps us aware, and as he's giving us these templates and examples, keeps us aware of who we are so we can operate as we're designed to operate, so we can fulfill our purpose, so we can have the full expression of the will of God manifesting in our life. And I hear you going, wow, okay, that's powerful, but that's a lot. But in Christ, we can do this. It's not because we're doing it in our own strength, and that's what Christ said. It's not me. 
doing the work. The father in me does the work. Mm -hmm. So there's no, um, the onus, there are two parts. God is the bringing the power. Our job is to believe and walk, believe Mm -hmm. and obey, believe and move with him and cooperate. Live and do. That's right. His job is to bring the, the full expression through us. And he is ever ready, willing and able to do that. In us, the, I'll say the small version of the temple, which is a dynamic version of the temple, but he, has, he wants to carry that out in each and every one of us uniquely, individually, and dynamically throughout the earth so that one by one we're put back in our place and the heavenly abode. One by one we rejoin the heavenly community and it's his preference that we come in in victory. But he'll take it, that's just getting in the door. He wants us just to get there. But his absolute best is us to come in victory. Amen. Yeah. We're going to pause there for today. That, <laughs> you tell a me lot. to stop, honey? No. <laughs> no, no, no. There's, there's a lot. And I want to provide opportunity for, for everyone that's listening, even as those here especially, right? But everyone, to have the opportunity to, one, search out the scriptures. Well, reverse order, excuse me. To one, seek the Holy Spirit. Let him lead you and guide you and teach you all truth. And also to search out the scriptures to see if the things that we are saying are true. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's you can important. do them at the same time. And absolutely. And the Holy Hallelujah. Spirit will guide you and walk you through those things. That, absolutely. As, you're, as you're pulling your Bible out, go, Holy Spirit, help me. As you're flipping through these pages, go, Amen. Lord, thank you for being with me. Guide me into all truth. Right, Show but, me things to come. But it matters. Right? And, and we're not going to be offended. You searching the scriptures. That's, we encourage you. We encourage you. We invite you to do it. And not, it's not about, I'll say, uh, in a natural perspective, many would say, oh, you're trying to play stump the chump or, you know, just find fault. And Free no, wrong. It's, it's, but, it's not about that at all. I, I want and we desire you to grow in your walk and mature in the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, when the word is yours, no one can take it away from you. Amen. Not just owning a Bible, but when it's written on the tablet of your heart, when the Holy Spirit brings light and illumination to you and your being, no one can. T- I'm not talking about standing on a mountain on top of your head somewhere. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the light of God. When it comes in, it becomes yours. And no one can take that from you. No one can move you from your trust in God when you know who he is and you understand his will and what he has to say to you. There's nothing like it. Amen. And, and of course, if you have questions or something, you know, you're not sure of something, just reach out and ask, please. We, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect with you. And you can contact us either through our website at adayofprayer.org or at our email address, adayofprayer at yahoo.com. Again, we, we encourage you to reach out and we just, we love you mm-hmm. and we'd Amen. love to connect with you. Amen. And, and. Well, develop those relationships. That's right. And Partake in fellowship what, with us. Amen. And what better way than to do it over discussing the word? A- amen. <laughs> right? Amen. So um, we encourage you to, to reach out. And again, we're going to pause there for today. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you that we are able to search out the scripture and that you've given us scriptures that we can go look at, Lord. And, Lord, we just thank you for that you speak to us directly, Lord, and that you 
conversate with us as friends, Lord. And, Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that he is here always, Lord, to help and guide us, Lord. Not just on one day, Lord, but that he's with us throughout the week, Lord. And, Lord, we also just thank you for the wisdom that you've bestowed on each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.